Dracula has now moved back across the bridge to Camden, New Jersey. He opened another store down the street from Salem at his original place. He puts a sign up, Pollock Eddie's tattooing. No sale is allowed. What a fucking idiot. Paul Rogers is now working for sale of Eddie. Paul Rogers was a great tattooer. Sailor Eddie's wife, who didn't get much credit, and she sure deserves it. Her name was that step. She would color the tattoos in for Eddie. She put the color in solid and beautiful. A lot of time and patience she had. Very good tattooer. But Sailor Eddie with his usual shenanigans. He now he wouldn't tattoo pot leaves on anybody. He, he was just an idiot. When I heard he wouldn't tattoo pot leaves on anybody, I immediately, immediately drew up a sheet of flash, nothing but pot leaves, and put it in my window. Me and Fat Billy were very busy. One Saturday morning, I'm sitting in there alone myself. A, a customer comes in. And I start tattooing him. The door opens and a young kid comes in. He's standing around. I'm looking at him. That was the same little kid I used to see Deepy tattooing. And I said to the kid, Are you, you Jojo? The kid says, Yeah. I hear you wanted to see me. I said, Yes, I want to talk to you. And I get up. I go over to the front door and lock it, go back, start tattooing my customer. I said, I'll be done here in just a few minutes, and we can talk. The kid starts dancing around like a little boxer, and he says, you better open that door. I just looked at the kid, and I laughed. He reminded me of myself a little bit. <clears throat> I said, listen, there's no problem here. I want to give you a job. Would you be interested in working here? <clears throat> the kid says, yeah. Big grin came on his face. He was very excited about that statement. So I said, just a few minutes. I'll be done, and we can sit and talk. I get done, let the customer out, and I tell him I'm admiring the tattooing he's doing, and if he'd like to continue his career and start working here. Maybe I could be of some help to him. I told him I would give him 50% of whatever he did and that he would work right here and he should go home and get his stuff and he can start whenever he wants. I said, I'm interested in your friend Tommy coming to work here too. If you see him, tell him to come down and see me. The kid was so excited, he couldn't wait to get home and come back with his stuff. He come back with a great big sign he had, Sailor Joe's tattooing. He was so happy. Fat Billy came in later that day. I introduced these guys, and I said, Billy Joe's going to be working here. He just wants to work on the weekends for a while. But we're going to have some fun. We'll all be 
making money and having a good time. Sharon has the baby, and I go to visit her in the hospital. We had discussed what we were going to name the baby many times. We were going to name him Eddie Joseph. But Joseph was going to be for my father's best friend, my godfather, Tommy Zigliano. He had a son named Joseph, and I was going to name my son his middle name after that kid. So it was going to be Eddie Joseph, and we were satisfied with that name. A few weeks later, this Tommy comes down, and I offer him the same job, and he says, great, and he brings his stuff down. Everything is going pretty good now. Since the city built the police headquarters right, right across the street almost, just down the street, a lot of the detectives were drinking in the mall tavern. I was getting to know half the police squad. It was very nice. You felt very safe. Now, the chief of police was named Frank Rizzo, and his brother was the chief of the fire department. Now, Philadelphia was a pretty liberal city. They had a lot of speakeasies, after-hour clubs. These speakeasies was usually down, down little streets. You'd go down there, you'd find the door, you'd knock on the door, usually big, heavy, thick doors. You pound on the door, and they had little peepholes. You know, you slide the little wooden slot across, and the eyeball would look at you. And you'd say, you know, Joe sent me whatever. And they'd let you in after-hour clubs. When the bars closed, they had these after-hour clubs where you could drink till the next day before they threw you out. There was a big burlesque show on Art Street and Tent. Great big place, all the top-notch burlesques. Dancers would be dancing there. They had some great, great comedians working in there, big-name comedians. It was quite a city. And, and the chief of police, Frank Rizzo, he, he allowed quite a bit to go on. <clears throat> there was escort services, massage parlors, <clears throat> you name it. Now, Frank Rizzo, he was going to run for mayor. And everybody thought, wow, with Frank Rizzo in, in the mayor's spot, this city would really open up. At this point, I call it a night and stop talking into my tape recorder and go to sleep or try to go to sleep. In writing your life story, you're reliving your life, the good and the bad. And I'm making little notes of what I want to talk about. I now have three pages of notes, and I'm just saying to myself, wow, 
what actually comes next. Well, to continue my thought, Frank Rizzo does run for mayor and wins by a landslide. His brother Joe Rizzo is, is the chief of the fire chief in Philadelphia. And South Philadelphia, which is a big section of Philadelphia, is all Italian. It's mafia-run, just like New York and Chicago, the other big cities I lived in. And speaking of Chicago, this probably will be a good point to put this, this point in. My mother sends me a newspaper article. She cut out a newspaper in Florida. The newspaper article read... Louis Argo, Chicago mobster, found bullet-ridden in the trunk of his car. A wise old man once told me, the longer you live, the more friends you will see die. And I ain't 30 years old yet. In the writing of this book, I'm 73 at the moment. Tattooing has literally taken me around the world, and I'm, I've still got so much to tell, so many characters and I've met, and so many stories. I've already figured out I'm on book number two of my life story, and ain't touched, touched into the heart of it yet. There's going to have to be a book three, and maybe who knows. So I better start limiting my stories and just get to the better ones, I hope.